Hola, amor. Hola, cariño. Y bienvenidos a Uy, qué horror, a Latinx horror movie podcast with Johnny and Eileen. I am Johnny. And I'm Eileen. Hello. How's it going in the world, everyone? How are you doing over there, Eileen? I'm doing okay. I'm feeling very responsible because I got everything done early and done. I had breakfast this morning. I'm wearing like a... You got an outfit on. Outfit, yeah. Yeah. I'm, um, but also I think I might be getting a sty in my eye. I woke up and my eye was kind of like almost swollen shut. Things are things are good and bad. Um, no, they're (laughs) mostly good with one weird thing in my eye. (laughs) Nothing. A a nice. What is it for a sty? A hot Hot compress. compress. I believe it's a hot compress. Oh, I sat with I sat with my hot shower water like just flowing right on my eyeball. Ah, yes. One of my um favorite things to do these days when. I'm feeling very, very tired is I've bought myself, I don't know what the brand is, but it's basically like a cold eye compress. Uh-huh. And I will I will sit my pushing 40 ass down, put that shit on my eyes with my cup of coffee. Ugh, 10 to 20 minutes. In the morning. Ooh. Okay. It's lovely. Um, nice. I also feel, you know, pretty well put together. I'm showered, I'm moisturized, and <laughs> I am upset because I made a mistake. I made a mistake. I just want to say I made a mistake. I just, I, I feel terrible that the choice you made was this because it was a tough one. Mm-hmm. But in a selfish act, I am so grateful that yeah. this one wasn't me. Yes. Yes. So be, well, okay, let's get into it. So I yes. picked the movie this week. It you is did. called Visceral, or this just be visceral. Visceral. No, yo creo que visceral. Visceral entre las cuerdas de la locura from Chile, 2012. Uh-huh. And uh, I would, um, you know, kind of put it along the lines of trauma, which is another Chile film from I don't know, remember the year, pero. That was one that we did not have a very good time watching mm-hmm. or talking about. Yeah. And that was your pick. So, yeah. listen, it was my turn to pick a movie that requires a big, fat, loud trigger warning at the top, everybody. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we're about to get into a lot of just brutal murder and torture mostly of women yeah uh there's some rape in there there is i was shocked that there wasn't more rape same uh i i was in constant fear of it happening like i genuinely was it is a constant threat yes you know absolutely it's because there is so much women torture in this and i am grateful that there wasn't as much, but that doesn't make it any less horrifying. No, it's it's horrifying. And yeah. I would kind of gloss, is gloss over the that? Is that the saying? I believe that's the saying. I would kind of gloss over the actual like acts of atrocity that this mm-hmm. person perpetrates on these women mostly, but I will include them specifically because these women put in solid motherfucking performances. Mm-hmm. Some of the gore is effective. Um, so yes. I will, you know, I will give this the movie credit for that but if this is not your cup of tea i'm just gonna <laughs> say right now pause 
Stop. Yes. Do not continue. This is definitely if torture porn is not your jam, then mm-hmm. he, this is a this is your sign to maybe wait till next week. <laughs> we'll see what happens uh, next week. But yes. also in that same breath, which I know this is a tough subgenre for us, but I think it's still part of the horror genre. I think it's important that we're discussing these types of film and you know, as uncomfortable and hard as it is for us because it isn't our cup of tea. I'm yes. not going to genuinely put this on for my own viewing pleasure. Same. There may be people that do. and Right. They're like, love this shit. Love it. Yeah. Um, I don't understand why. But I will <laughs> I don't not understand why either. I will not yuck your yum. I also think within this film there is uh the world of BDSM and bondage that is that is still an art form. It's still um mm-hmm. something like it's a part of sexual desire and all that stuff. Yes. And I mean it's just it's part of sexuality and that kind of stuff and sometimes those things are used in horrible ways and and other times it's used for expression of pleasure and like this is you know this is my this is what i'm into like don't fucking kink shame me if only what i would describe as like beautiful intricate rope bondage i believe yeah we're not attached to like a screaming bleeding woman you know yeah, what i'm yeah, saying yeah yeah yeah, yeah 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 so let's get into this movie okay, okay. Give, give us a little synopsis a synopsis uh i edited around in the amazon mm-hmm. uh description of this so fuck you jeff bezos but thanks to amazon for this description A boxer unleashes an entity that torments him and guiles him to do unspeakable acts of torture and murder. As the body count rises and lives are diminished, will he fight back to what he once was? Sure. I'm going to go ahead um... and, uh, spoiler alert you, he does not. (laughs) Nope, he sure doesn't. Okay, so this is Visceral, written and directed by and... Starring, Starring, which says a lot, everybody, mm-hmm, Felipe mm-hmm. Eluti. Okay, so we open up with these words. Era muy sencillo. Los veía de la misma forma en que una bestia contempla a los corderos, which means it was very simple. I saw them in the same way that a beast would see the lambs, basically. Yeah. And that is a quote by Anatoly Onoprienko. More on this person later. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. We see a bald man in his 40s, I'll say. He's sitting there. He's wrapping up his hands in cloth, preparing for boxing practice. We see him punching what we assume is a punching bag, but then we see that his fists are kind of bloody. But I assume in boxing practice, I don't know much about boxing, you might get a bloody fist every now and then if you're practicing a lot. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. So nothing too fishy here at the start. I mean, no. I knew immediately. I said (laughs) immediately, immediately, I said there's going to be a body in that bag or in that thing. Whatever he's punching is going to be a human being. I knew it immediately. Yep. I wrote it down. I'm guessing now body in the punching bag. Body in the bag. Um, Yep. Well, 
you wouldn't be wrong. So <laughs> also, I'm just going to establish here that this movie bounces back and forth in space and time a lot. The way we know is uh-huh. because of hairstyle. Yes, which we will get to very, very shortly. So what basically like just bear with us because it's yeah. going to be real jumpy. I truly okay, did so appreciate uh-huh. the distinction between hair and no hair. I really, I was like, Same. this is a good way and for it was us to hair, tell. No hair, hair with beard. So it yes. was like three different kind of etapas or, uh, or you know, timelines. You know what yeah, I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you know, our bald guy is punching this quote unquote punching bag. He says "Yo puedo" as he punches, but then we get a very quick shot of a bloody woman wrapped in duct tape, like you sometimes would do to a punching bag. Mm -hmm. She's also like kind of tied up with ropes. Again, intricate rope bondage. Yeah. She's hanging from the ceiling as if she herself is a punching bag. But like when you say duct tape, we're talking. Uh, Oh. It's like she is a From ankles to To the neck. Yeah. Yeah. To the wrist. head Head exposed, feet exposed, hands exposed. Pero. Everything else is duct tape. Which again holy shit to this actress who was like okay yes. i trust you to to do this yeah damn it, it like it gives me chills yeah. honestly totally so okay this is awful she is punched she is beaten it's really really horrible but right now we do not see who is actually punching her at this point right we get our title card visceral in red scrolling letters it's actually kind of cool and like uh, anxiety inducing, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, I I literally was like, will this trigger epilepsy? Because it the the it's the very words vibrate. Vibrate-y, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And and in the background, there's like the scene isn't a, a stable scene. Is they're showing different clips of stuff that's going on while these vibrating words scroll across your screen yes and they're like the font take goes top of screen bottom of screen so your brain is like i what am i looking at and i literally had to look away because you're like, trying to look at the letters but you're also like what's happening behind there which what i could uh, i pinpointed out that you see the bald boxer and it seems like he's kind of like just washing up after his practice mm-hmm. no blood just like sweaty but you also see an image of guts being pulled pulled. out from a gut. Okay. And we're, what, two minutes in? Great. (laughs) Okay, so we are in a creepy, gross, old man's office? Question mark? Sure. Bro, what? What the fuck? So this old man is the bald boxer's boxing manager. And the windows and walls are all plastered with newspapers and porn. In the back, we hear a woman moaning sexually. So this creepy manager is just casually playing porn during this meeting. And like every time we see this manager, Uh it's just porn sounds the entire time. And it's like, you don't mind that? Do you mind if I have my, my porn just playing? As we as we do this business deal, it's it's not that loud. Do you like that cool? this picture of a dick going in a mouth? It right makes me feel me? really comfortable. I just I'm need so this. Let's <laughs> this, this these sex moans in the back. They 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 really really like they they make me want to fucking make that business deal. Okay, so so creepy manager says to bald boxer, 
Finally, your big fight. You can have the champion's gloves, but you've got to train. This is your big chance, so don't let me down. And then we get a glimpse of these champion gloves that he is speaking of. They're white boxing gloves kind of hanging in the corner of this creep's office. We then cut to the spare apartment of a man with Fito Paez-ish hair from the 90s. You know what I'm talking about? You remember Fito Paez? Yes. Whoa. Holy <laughs> so, shit. Oh my God. I'm taking you back. Taking you back. Back. Okay. Pero Fito Paez in the 90s, the hair was long, whereas mm-hmm. this one is short, but it's very, very, very curly, curly hair. Mm-hmm. So the man is sitting on, on a couch. The couch is covered with a white sheet. The walls are very white and bare. And another kind of like something that tells us like time is passing, aside from the hairstyles and like the beard, are the, the walls. the way the apartment looks. <laughs> yes. And the couch with the white sheet because yeah. they get progressively bloodier. Yes. Oof. So it took me a full, I'm going to say, three to five minutes to figure out, oh, That's the bald boxer, but now he just has curly hair. Really? I swear to you. I was like, why does he look so... uh, Oh, got it. Okay. You got it right off the top? Oh, yeah. Because the brow. Those eyebrows, Uh that unibrow, that fucking sweet boom, boom. Because when when we see him as the bald man, Uh something to establish uh, in this film is we have a lot a lot of close-ups of this man's Ooh, face. You see every pore. You are it's most of in the film. his face. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it is the camera's a little bit above his forehead, and he's mm-hmm. semi. He, it's like his head is pointing down, but his eyes are looking forward. So it's very menacing, yeah, uh, creepy, and so it's a strong brow in your face constantly. So when he has hair, I was like, that's that same fucking brow. So well, that's how I knew. Good catch. Another thing that I will give this movie credit for is the fact that there was some like interesting camera work and some interesting shots. I agree. It was interesting, yeah. like the the way it looked. So, okay, we've got Bald Boxer. Mm-hmm. This dude with the curly hair, I called him Curly Boxer, okay? So Great. we've got two so far, Bald Boxer, Curly Boxer. Same man. Same man, though. This is the same man. Y'all different with time. me? Yeah. <laughs> okay, different time, same man. So Curly Boxer smokes, he drinks, and he begins to have an episode. Mm. He balls his hand up into a fist. His eyes roll up into his head. He goes to the bathroom and actually barfs. Like, big time. Bro. Because, okay, everybody knows in movies when you see someone barf, it's like... From the side, you can tell. It's from the side, but it's also like... It's almost like you can see that they've cut to them spitting out whatever it is that they, right before they said action, put into their mouth. Here's your pea soup. Yeah. Put spit now action spit it into the sink. Or it's something that's coming from behind the cheek and you see the profile and you're like, "Okay, cool, disgusting." Very like in super bad or whatever. Sure, yeah. And it's a it's usually a quick thing where you're just like, "And it's come out a little bit." And then you kind of like cough and you're like, Ugh, and you spit out saliva. And here, I think first time in my whole life I was like, Oh, Oh. because not only does he barf, he, I know he barfs 
for like a solid minute. I wouldn't and be it surprised. Keeps it keeps going. I wouldn't be surprised if this man, because remember, he's the director actor, and director, the writer, writer, everything. I wouldn't be surprised if he was actually drinking and he got himself to the point where he's like, "Mira, I need to barf. I'm actually gonna do it." Yeah, this seems to be this kind of guy to me, where he's like, "I'm going to barf for real." Very method. So he. <laughs> James Dean up in here. Okay, so after he barfs, he goes back to smoking and drinking, which is just the worst. Disgusting. And he begins to have a vision of a sweaty, shirtless man wearing those white champion boxing gloves. Right. But now they're kind of bloody. And this guy in his vision is like basically punching him. Like we're the camera watching this man, like punching us basically. So the bald boxer, I believe he's bald at this point. He says, you think you're so great standing there with your white gloves. You're garbage. But then we see that he is saying this to himself in the mirror. Mm. Okay. (laughs) Cut to an elevator. Bald boxer now has curly hair and a beard. Okay, so now three of the same guy, just to establish bald boxer, curly boxer, curly beardo boxer. Okay. Cool? Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Okay. Also, Uh ladies, if you're going to be in an elevator with a strange man or person, please slap that back up against one of the walls of that fucking elevator. This was so uncomfortable. I could not because Mm -mm 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 -mm. as we enter this elevator with Curly Beard Boxer, the elevator is the kind that has mirrors on every wall. And this woman is minding her business, ready to step off, like facing the door. Girl, do not let go of that wall until those doors ping open. And he is standing right behind her, breathing heavily. It Ugh. is just awful. Yeah. Okay, I've given you a trigger warning. If you're still like, can I do this? Just know <laughs> that it's, here we go. Okay, everybody? It it's time to leave if it's time for you, okay? No, like, <laughs> just go. Okay, so... <laughs> Oh, man. She gets off the elevator. <laughs> However, he stays on. So you're like, oh, okay, cool. Thank She's goodness, fine. You know? She's yeah. cool. But then he gets off on the next floor. He goes down the stairs. And before this woman can enter her apartment, he attacks her. He slits her throat with a knife that he has fashioned out of a large shard of glass. Of mirror. Yeah, of mirror. Yeah. Of and mirror. He, and he rapes her as she is dying. And it's, it's awful. Awful. Yeah. Now, another thing that this movie establishes here, aside from like jumps in time, is that we continuously see bald boxer going for runs, doing push-ups, punching his punching bag, training, just getting like a great workout in, etc. <laughs> I'm not going to talk about it anymore. Just know that throughout the film, it is thrown in there. Yeah. Cool. Great. Sprinkles of training. After this hideous murder-rape sequence, Curly Boxer, no beard, is walking in an underpass with a huge hammer. The second I saw <laughs> him in this underpass, I go, he's going to kill a homeless person. Which this is the he, thing yeah. with mm-hmm. this film is that you can see where it's going. Yeah. And it's very much an art house type film there is not a lot of dialogue in this movie at all which i was like "Ooh, johnny this is gonna be tough 
oh, I thought it was going to be hard for like descriptors and shit like oh, that. Oh, sure, sure, sure. But there is, I'm going to say, a page of dialogue, if that. If that. Um, I was yeah. grateful for little dialogue just because it made it like, I can just kind of keep going. I don't have to write yeah. down everything they're saying. Pero I quickly realized as I was taking my notes, this motherfucker jumps back and forth that I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, that's I've why. I've got it's my the, work cut out for me. It's the no yeah. dialogue and the jumping up and down everywhere that's yeah. tough. It's tough. Anyway, so he's okay, about to so, kill a homeless man. So he goes up to this homeless man who's just sleeping peacefully. He smashes a kneecap. <laughs> he smashes a fibula, tibula, femur. I don't know what it is on the other leg. Then he climbs onto this man. He pulls out some pliers and pulls out a tooth with the nerve ending still attached from this homeless man's mouth, and then he snaps the man's neck. Okay, so I'm surprised that Alma didn't do this to me, but this movie gave me the most nauseous, like, saliva-in-the-mouth feelings I've ever had watching a movie. Wow. You, and I have said this in this pod before and to you, Mm -hmm. I believe in the horror world, I like the goopy stuff. I like the goop and, and the slime and the gross and love it. Yes. Hearing this poor, ho- well, first of all, dental work is always going to oh. be tough. No, so no, hearing no. him like pulling this man's tooth out and then this poor man gargling on his own blood. I literally, I was like, my mouth is filled with saliva. I mean, like, literally was... right now as we talk through this, I just have like a layer of nausea that I'm just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. just keep breathing, take deep breaths, drink your water, like, you can get through this. But the movie does not skimp on, like, when the murders are happening. It's like, we're going to show you every moment of this You're going to live in this. You're going to see all this. So here we are. Mercifully, he does snap this man's neck. I mean, not mercifully my ass. I just mean he's in (laughs) an intense amount of pain. Right. So, boom, he's dead. Cut to Curly Beardo Boxer. So, again... We're jumping in space and time. He's in his apartment building, and he's watching a couple fighting in the hallway of his apartment building. Go inside, people. What the fuck are you doing out here? Yeah, why are you yelling at me out here? (laughs) The only thing I will say about this is maybe this is... Because throughout the movie, you're like, does nobody hear the people being murdered viciously in this huge apartment building? This apartment building is an irresponsible fucking place to live. Like, Does nobody notice that your neighbors are not around anymore? <laughs> did nobody notice a woman literally murdered and raped in the hallway? Not in, the in hallway. her apartment. So no. it's, I guess, establishing here like nobody is paying attention. Nobody gives a shit. So no. this couple is fighting. He goes up to this fighting couple. And then unfortunately for them, we are in Curly Beardo Boxer's apartment. <sighs> he has tied them up very intricately facing each other in what seems to be like kind of like a wooden cart. Almost like an upside down table. Yes, yes. I think that's what it was. Like they're tied. Ah, yes, that's totally what it is. To the legs of the table as they're like pointing up. Because there's no wheels underneath it. It is an upside down table. That's what it is. So the woman comes to, she's got a a rope in her mouth, and then Curly Beardo Boxer rips the man's shirt off. And again, remember, they are tied facing each other. Face to face. So he rips the man's shirt off. He ties the woman's head to this man's head. So they are like literally face to face sharing uh, like uh a rope in 
both their a mouths. Bit like imagine yes. what a horse would have, but like wide and thick. And then he takes his glass, his mirror shard knife, and stabs the man in the back, cuts his heart out. Oof. And then as the man is dying, he's just coughing up blood into the woman's face and mouth. It's awful. Oh, God. Okay, <laughs> let's keep going. So then we're with Curly Boxer. No beard. He's drinking on his couch. And again, he has an episode. He starts to bash his head against the wall till it's bloody. But then we also get a shot of him naked. standing His penis! There, naked. His penis is out! He's standing there naked. He's covered in blood, but then we see here this is Curly Beardo Boxer. Uh-huh. And then as Curly Boxer is bashing his head into the wall, Curly Beardo Boxer seems to like reach through space and time and grabs Curly Boxer's head before he can bash it again. And so, then uh-huh. <laughs> when he was slamming his head against the wall, I was like, honey. This ain't slamming. Oh. He was gently placing that head upon the wall. And then all right. of a sudden there's blood on the wall and in, in his head. And I was like, by the way you're slamming your head on this wall, there would be barely a bump. There, like, especially with the amount of violence we see toward other people that he is inflicting, it's like you, you want to see him actually just like. Can you just wham. slam your head on the wall, bro? I want to see it. If you're going to run around and smack people and punch people, how about some slamming of the head the, on the wall? The way that they kind of of like translate like the power of it and the blood is it is very drawn out yeah. like it's oh, like God. slam slam over and over and over which is until what made finally me notice. his head I was is like, grabbed if you're gonna ha be sitting here doing that for that long you need to at least sell it a little bit more bud or you know just give us like you know One you're not gonna actually smash. or not like even if you're not gonna smash your head against a wall get a a thing of cardboard or something and give yeah. us one good like whack and yeah. then you know like give us give us more of the effect yeah anyway so all of a sudden after you know grab through space and time curly boxer is tied up he's hanging from the ceiling with an snm mask on his face and then from a pocket of terror dark hallway behind him Ooh. we hear footsteps and then from the darkness appears a woman with her boobs out she's all tied up rope bondage style with what fabric is this she's got a skirt on it's not leather it's i honestly wasn't looking at the skirt because i oh. was like this corset of rope is insane like I she mean, is wearing she looks great honestly i was like this like you're kind of rocking this lady the, the 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 skirt is like what i would say is like pleather it's just like sure. shinier it was a little shiny yeah, yeah 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 and then this this is where we truly see the actual artwork of this mm -hmm. bondage rope because when he tied the couple together it's just like wrists and ankles kind of thing and like mm -hmm. you see in the rope bit that the couple shares like something that seems a little bit more intricate but it's not mm. it doesn't look like the artwork that this woman is wearing and yeah. later on we're gonna see that that corset she wears so the boobs are out and it wraps around her body like her corset her torso mm -hmm. but then there's a, a single strap that goes up her shoulder and around her neck and it starts tied to her hair. And I yes. was like, holy shit, this looks fucking dope. I mean, she's rocking it. And 
She's rocking it. And throughout the movie, we see some rope work that is unbelievable. It is is artwork. It is actual artistry in this rope work. Totally. So aside from what she's wearing. Yeah, so she's got a mask on her face. Dude. And it's just it's very cool. It's a very scary mask. Hated it. I was afraid. It's scary. It's just white faceless it's got like you know divots where the eyes should be however like plaster e or paper mache it's got like a big dark black hole for a mouth yeah and that's like basically the only like what like feature you, you, i would say yeah so i called her boobs demon <laughs> so she comes out of the darkness she starts to whip him and her voice is a whispering woman's voice with like a demon voice Underneath. intertwined yeah and she says, I'm a, I'm a, okay, I'm a putrid sore. I'm Judas. Your carne is mine. You'll bring me souls. Mata, mutila, destruya. There's too much space in hell. Okay, damn. Oh, All right. Oh, dang. Wow. I doubt So we it. cut to, what'd you say? I said, I doubt there's too much space I in hell. I <laughs> highly doubt it. That shit's crowded. Bro, they'll make the room for you, okay? <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so we cut to Curly Beardo Boxer. He's in what I will call a death metal bar. I don't really uh, know this music, but I assume this is oh, death metal. Oh, it definitely Apologies was. Apologies if I'm wrong. I wrote vom rock because it just wow. sounds like men vomiting. You know, like. Yeah, like scream like that. Exactly. Yeah, where you're like, excuse me, a little pronunciation. I can't hear you. What did you say? I mean, very talented vocal work. How am I supposed to sing along to this? To this. I mean, you just did a great job, honestly. Thank you. So he's in this bar, and next to him, there's a wasted guy wearing like a cool, studded, studded leather punk jacket. This guy's like bobbing his head to the music. He has a horrible haircut. Ooh, somebody took. Of uh, uh, clippers and was like here, here, and right here, and that'll do. Cool. <laughs> and so bobbing head with the horrible haircut goes to the bathroom, and Curly Beardo Boxer follows him. And Curly Beardo Boxer gives bobbing head bad haircut like one big old punch to the back of the head, seemingly killing him, exploding this man's head. And that's it. He's dead. He falls to the ground. I laughed. <laughs> So hard. I was like, like, oh. Comes up behind him and like (laughs) does like a punching motion towards the camera. And then there's just a sea of blood. And I was like, that was it. Damn. I mean, he is a boxer. So, sure. I guess so. Sure. Whatever you say, visceral. (laughs) Okay. So, bobbing head with the bad haircut dies, and Curly Beardo Boxer steals his cool leather jacket. Rude. So rude. And then we cut to Curly Boxer drinking on his white sheet couch. Uh, Now it's white again. Mm -hmm. And he has another episode. Boobs demon appears and she punches him in the face repeatedly. And he asks, when will it end? To which she replies, oh, we haven't even begun. Then we cut to Curly Beardo Boxer sitting on his bloody white sheet couch. So again, a Mm -hmm. jump in space and time. He's wearing the punk leather jacket and he is watching the woman and the man that he had abducted before who they're still tied up facing each other but the man is dead and has been dead for a while so you're to assume that this woman is just here suffering for days and days on end 
facing her former lover. Granted, they were fighting, but still, former partner, husband, whatever, they're still face to face with the bit in their mouth and his face is rotting. There are worms on his face. There are maggots coming out of his face, coming out. I'm going to barf. Okay, so (laughs) the... So the woman also is like, I'm going to barf. And she starts to barf, but she can't let it out because, because she's there's got a the bit, thing a in her mouth. bit in her mouth. And the noises here are hideous. They okay. Are... <laughs> I feel it in my gut right now. This oh, reminded me This reminded me of, of me doing Molly on New Year's. Uh, oh, which... shit. I didn't tell the revisit, story in Lucy Fedina. Revisit our, uh, our Lucy Fedina for a, a hint of the story. Yeah. A brief moment. Just want to say that when I did Molly for the first time ever, I was in a New Year's Eve party at Vegas? a fancy hotel. No, in San Francisco. Oh, okay, okay. And I was super high. I was running around complimenting everybody because everybody was wearing sparkly shit. And I can New hear. Year's I love your dress. Oh, my yeah, God. Look yeah. at your hair. I love you. I know we never talk, but I love you so much. <laughs> Absolutely. All of that. And and then I was like, I got to barf. Oh, no, I got to barf. Oh, no. Were you like looking at somebody like, I love you so much. I got to barf. No, no, boy, I got to no. barf. I kept it to myself. <laughs> but I did turn to Juan and I was like, I got to go to the oh, bathroom. Shit. And I go to the, and I run to find, we're in a hotel. So I find a, a restroom. There's a huge line and I'm standing there and I'm like, no, oh, no. no. <gasps> and I'm just standing and I'm like, keep it together, no. Eileen. Keep oh, it together. God, oh, my God. Oh, my God. The and worst. Then, and then I fucking barfed in my mouth. Oh. But I kept it in. Like, my cheeks were filled with vomit. And I <laughs> swallowed it all oh. down. <laughs> and then I'm still oh. standing in line because I still got a barf and I just swallowed a thing oh of barf. Oh, my God. I'm going to barf. I'm going to barf. I'm going to barf. Oh, my God. <laughs> Holy shit. And then I walk up. Finally, I'm like, get up to the stall. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so close, Eileen. You're so close. Do not barf on this poor girl in front of you. I'm sweating. And, I'm sweating. And I was like, I can't. I don't want to barf in the sink. I'm too classy for that. I mean, it is New Year's. It's like, it's listen, New Year's. shit what fucking a happens. Bummer, but still. I mean. So the girl goes into this other stall because there's only two stalls. Girl goes in and I'm sitting there. I was like, Eileen. How can there only breathe. be two stalls in a woman's bathroom? A nightmare. I'm breathing, I'm breathing, I'm breathing, and I'm like, oh no, here it comes, here it comes. And as I start, it starts coming up again. The woman exits the door. It's like fully the Matrix slow motion. I beeline into that bathroom, and I barely close the door, and it's coming out of my mouth into the toilet. Oh my God. Nailed it. Um, If you haven't left the episode... First of all, for our trigger warnings, we get it if you leave now because you got to barf. Like, we understand. I'm just, listen. That was a great uh, story, though. That was a you. great fucking story. Oh, Even and afterwards, I, I, I feel so nauseated. My so nauseated. life. And then Juan you did what? kissed you did what? me. Say it again. I lived my life at the rest of oh, that party. I was having a bomb ass time. And then Juan kissed me at midnight. Oh, fully. Wow put his tongue down my throat and oh, I was like I barfed well. dude I was just barfing twice I drank my barf okay? oh my god oh my god oh my god oh my god okay I need some water I'm sweating I need water Listen, guys, mm. don't do not do drugs. And if Ooh. you do, be close to a bathroom. You might barf if you take Molly for the first time. Okay, so this poor woman, she's barfing in her mouth like Eileen did. 
And finally, Curly Beardo Boxer comes up. He releases the the rope bit gag from her mouth so she can barf. Okay. (laughs) We're good. We're good. We're good. We're good. We're good. Okay. Now, Now Curly Boxer is on the white, clean couch. He's smoking. He's drinking. He has another episode. Boobs Demon shows up, and she ties his head onto a wooden block. She pulls out his tongue and then nails his tongue into the wooden block with that huge ass hammer from before from the homeless man murder. The and mallet. She says, it's a it's mallet. A ma- it's a mallet. That's what yeah. it is. And she says, you think a vagabundo is enough? I need more. Soon you'll be like me. I'm also going to say right here, aside from the fact that this woman looks fabulous, I really like her moves, her physicality. It's very like sharp and angular. It reminded me of the creepy nurses from Silent Hill. You know what I'm talking about? I've never seen Silent Hill. They're very like jerky and like angular. And she she gave me those vibes. I really liked what she did here. Yeah, yeah. That she did great. I also BT dubs every time he has an episode of what you're calling. I'm because there are these moments there they get very up close to his face. It's almost like he has a horrible migraine and he's like shaking. The camera shakes. It's like staticky sound. Mm -hmm. And like another time where I was like, am I going to have an epileptic seizure right now happening? But I called those moments uh, murder aneurysms. (laughs) Oh, totally a murder aneurysm. It happens and he's like, gotta go murder somebody. Here we go. Okay, so then we see Curly Beardo Boxer. He's covered in blood in broad daylight. He's just chilling, smoking at the end of a long street. He sees a man just casually leaving his apartment and he begins to follow this man. So he is stalking this man. Also, where's the police? This man is standing in the daylight. Covered covered in blood. Covered in blood. Nobody cares in this town. Nobody cares. Okay, so (laughs) then we see Curly Beardo Boxer dragging two passed out women into his bedroom. Mm. He drops one of them onto his bed and leaves the other woman on on the floor. And then there's a passed out man in the corner of the bedroom. So he drags this passed out man on top of the woman in bed and then he ties them both to the bedposts. And this man, I don't know if you noticed, but he's got a cigarette put out in his eye. I didn't notice that. I'm pretty Ugh. sure that's what it was. Híjole. Okay. <laughs> the woman under the man comes to. She begins to freak out, of course. Yeah. And then Curly Beardo Boxer grabs a huge metal stake and he drives it into the man's back, impaling both the man and the woman underneath him. And we get a shot under the bed as the stake goes through them and hits the floor. And in this shot under the bed, we see that the woman on the floor has also come to and she's able to crawl out of the room without being noticed so this woman tries the front door it won't open she goes into the kitchen she grabs a knife and instead of like attacking him or again trying to get out she tries to free the bound woman in the upside down table who's still just there you know she's still just there suffering which i was like wow that's your wow that's that's impressive i was like don't just go. You don't even know if she's alive. Yeah. But I was I was like, I am impressed by what you're trying right now. Anyway, behind her, as she's trying to release this woman, Curly Beardo Boxer appears. She can sense he's there. So she basically like just whoosh, stabs behind her and stabs him in the gut. Yeah. But then he grabs her. He lifts her off the floor with one hand, like grabbing her by the face. And then we cut to her bound, kneeling before him. And the rope 
wraps this around her hands and wrists. Yes. And, uh, forearms. Like full Four, forearms. Like full forearms and hands. Stunning. I wrote, it's stunning. These ropes, they hired a sex rope expert for this. Absolutely they did. I sat through that, those 10 minute credits at the end. I, I, I didn't find who it was. I couldn't find I know who it, who fucking it is. Was. Oh, Wait. I'm so glad. Thank God. Because I was like, who? Did this rope work? Oh, I'm so excited. I, okay, great. Because um, this person wanna... put respect on their fucking name. Totally. Nailed Definitely. it. I'm sorry, just you're about to say, say. the impaling moment reminded me of Al Morir La Matine when the two get impaled in the movie theater. Yes, totally. <laughs> Less fun, but Less you know. fun. But this sequence, I was like, I found it. I mean, it's still awful, but like less awful, I will say, because I was like, this feels more slashery to me, which yeah, I can handle. It's a, that shot of her on the ground like seeing the stake all the way through Mm -hmm. and this like incredible amount of blood seeping through and all this stuff. I was like, this is a great shot. This is a shot you would see in a Michael Myers movie or in a Jason movie. I'm pretty sure there has been like a double impalement at least once in the Friday the 13th series. There absolutely, absolutely There's has no been. way there hasn't yeah. been. Yeah. And, you know, like you even get like a semi-chase sequence where you're like, I just want this woman to make it. Yeah. And she doesn't. Well, okay, so. Also, this is the moment where the mirror breaks also. Okay, yes, this is where the mirror breaks. Remind were me you of gonna... this part. <laughs> Oh, wait. Is this where he punches the mirror? Yeah. And he's got the glass shards in his knuckles. Yeah. Yes, but yes, also, yes. Right. We see we see on the ground all these huge pieces of mirror, and I was like, mm-hmm. this is where he made his mirror knife from. Yes, yes. This is where right? this is where it comes from. Yes, he does make it later. Oh, okay. Or in the movie at least he makes it later, but it's possible that with I don't all the know, time jumps. With the time jumps, I don't know exactly where it happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so we're back in the creepy manager's office. And creepy manager shows BB. Who the shows <laughs> Bald boxer BB. That's what I wrote. Creepy manager shows bald boxer a picture of his opponent who has apparently never lost a fight. And then we very, very quickly see like a a sheet or a towel dripping blood onto the floor in some unknown room somewhere. And we hear this like dripping blood sound effect, which is kind of continued throughout throughout the film. It comes back in. Yeah. And so does the bloody dripping sheet. But you're like... Where? When? Who? Who? <laughs> okay. Now we're back with Boobs Demon and the and Curly Boxer. He is tied up in bed. Boobs Demon crawls on top of him and starts to have sex with him. Oh god. And she's all, Do you like my hot foul sex? <laughs> sure. And then she also, stands up. Uh-huh. I knew at this moment that I knew something sexual was about to happen. Yes. And I was like, that penis is going in that hole. I swore oh. that it was going to be a Hoover moment. You mean her her mask hole? Yeah. So did I. I thought there was going to be like That's what it looks like, like a, it's for. Hello? Honestly, it looks like a freaking glory hole, yeah. basically. <laughs> Yes. I totally did too. And so I totally. was shocked that she was fucking him. But like when we say fucking, it's very static and yeah, like sitting with like a thud. Just like yeah. it's weird. It's not like you're not like, <laughs> yeah. oh, look at these two. It's like, yeah, look at these it's not two. enjoyable it's... sex. No. It's just it's I mean, just... she's literally saying, Do you like my hot foul sex? No, I actually no, I, I really, really do don't. Not. Ma'am, can so, you please leave my apartment? remove your hot foul sex, please. Okay, so then after this hot foul sex, oh, she God. stands up 
and she's standing above his face, and she begins to bleed from her vagina into his face and mouth. Okay. 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 This was the point where I was like, okay. (laughs) Okay. I wrote in all caps, okay, okay, okay. I paused. I I wrote, I don't know, man. Okay. (laughs) That's what I wrote. I don't know, man. I had to pause and was like, I literally put my body up against my pillows and was like, Okay, okay, okay. Yes, this movie, which is an hour long, might take you a few moments to get through because you're just going to take a pause and have to like let out a long okay because it's just, it's not okay because it's not okay. Okay, so as she's bleeding from her vagina into like close up of his face and mouth, she says, this is my blood, blood of the new covenant. Let's all shed blood. And again, I wrote, I don't know, man. Okay, so let's move on. Okay, Uh, we cut to that poor woman still tied up in this upside-down table. So Curly Beardo Boxer unties her and drags her off, and then we realize, okay, not only has this woman been facing this man, seeing him get his heart cut out. Maggots coming out of his face. Maggots, barf, everything. She's Who knows how long she's been here? She's been here for what, weeks? Months? I don't know. Who a full knows? different hairstyle. Yeah. I don't fucking know. Hairstyle and beard. realize that she becomes the punching bag woman from the top of the film. Yeah. So Curly Beardo Boxer wraps up his fist and he u- he uses her as a punching bag and it's just as awful as you'd imagine. Okay. I was, This is, again, a moment of physicality that I didn't like. Obviously, it reads horribly like, oh, he's punching this woman. She's a punching bag. Mm-hmm. But we do get a lot of moments of seeing him punch her. Uh-huh. And sorry, hun, those p- punches are not landing. Those are not punches that are landing. I, I was hear like, you. Um, I, this listen, part. Uh-huh. <laughs> I get it. It's horrible. Yeah. It's a horrible thing. Yeah. But if you're going to do this piece of artwork, quote unquote, and you're going to give me the torture that you're talking about, and you're a boxer, mm-hmm. honey. You're going to you. have to punch. I'm sorry, uh-huh. Jonathan. No. You're going to have to punch. No, I hear you. And please, like, I get it. You don't you don't have to explain anything to me. I'm just telling you my experience with it. This was I had to turn away. I Oh, was it's just awful. Like, I it's like I awful. get it that like the punches aren't landing, but I ugh, it just the intended effect it affected me. I was Agreed. just like, oh, fuck. So, Agreed. But if yeah. you're going to show us punches, punch it. Is all I'm punch saying. It. It's all I'm asking. Okay, so after this happens, he lets this woman down from where she is hanging after he is done. He goes into the bathroom and grabs that mallet, and then he kills her with it. Ugh. And then, okay, so this is where we cut to Curly Boxer. He grabs glass from the sink from when when earlier he punched it, and there was, you know, shards in his fist and blood everywhere. And then with electrical tape, he fashions that mirror shard knife that we saw before with that poor woman in the the hallway. You know, he's been using it. Particularly awful because you're making me see myself before you slice open into me. Which is something we didn't mention. Like, he does this with the woman in the hallway where she sees her reflection in this mirror shard before he murders her, which is Mm -hmm. just so 
what is the word like nihilist? I, I don't fucking know. It's just yeah. it's just awful. So he makes that mirror shard knife that we've been seeing, and then we cut to bald boxer calling his mom. I knew it was gonna be the mom. Of course, because we get him going up to a phone uh, a phone booth, and it cuts to this room and the back of a chair and like the bust of a woman Mm -hmm. and like it's it looks very classy and fancy and the phone is ringing and ringing and we just see the back of this armchair and I was like it's gonna be his mom it's gonna be his mom and she's gonna be a bitch I did like the fact that you never see the mom you just get a very close up shot of her mouth and she's an old woman and her teeth are not very nice and they're covered in lipstick and it's, it's a gross effect but the bust of the woman that you mentioned it's like you know just basically like a sculpture of a head that looks very cold and very stern. severe yeah and i liked that effect because you're like this represents that like hard cold unforgiving mother figure you know what i mean yeah. i was like okay Absolutely. fancy pants artsy farts we i see it. you cool we got <laughs> it so so bald boxer you know he calls his mom she picks up finally and he says mom my big fight is coming up this is my big opportunity because i know how to fight and the mom says you're a loser you're not worth anything stop calling me i don't want to know anything about you i hope they kill you so i can finally rest maldito el día en que saliste de mis entrañas which is a fucked up line but a great line. Love that line. Love it. And then she hangs up on him. So, But at this point, I was like, okay, (laughs) poor baby, go to therapy. Like, Thank you so much. Literally wrote, wham, my mommy doesn't support my boxing. Your mom sucks. Go to a therapist. You don't need to murder people. Yeah. Fuck you. Fuck you. Okay. (laughs) So now we cut to Curly Boxer. No beard. He's back in his, you know, fucking stalking murder elevator. And again, he follows a woman in his building. He attacks her. In his apartment, he ties her up again, very intricately to a ceiling hook. He goes to his kitchen where he opens up a little fridge which contains the body of a dead woman. And then he pulls off an ear from this woman in the fridge and eats it. Must we go there? I... Must we? I said, (laughs) when he grabbed that (laughs) ear, when he grabbed that ear, I said... Don't do it. Are we really gonna eat the ear? And he popped it in his fucking Like a chicken nugget. Yeah. Why? We didn't need it. No. We get it. You want to be fucking, uh, what's his dick from Milwaukee? What's his name? You want to be Dahmer. You want to be whoever. um, Like the uh, Kemper. You want to be whoever. Gain. Gain. Whatever. Yeah. We get it. (sighs) It's just like, at this point, I was like, okay, que mas? Que mas? You're just trying to shock me. I don't well, need to get be ready. shocked anymore. Get ready, every okay. <laughs> we're almost there. We're almost there. There's literally like probably ten minutes left. Okay, so don't forget, you know, he's gone to have a little snack of a chicken nugget ear, but then there's still that woman who he just tied up in his apartment. Mm. And it seems to be a while later because I think she's got cigarette butts put out in her mouth. In her mouth, yes. So she's been here for a while. Yeah. So Curly Boxer goes to the bathroom to grab his gla- his mirror shard knife. He comes back and he slices off some of this poor woman's back skin with the mirror knife. And then he guts her and her guts fall out all over the place. Why Why <sighs> take off that chunk of skin? To make why? her suffer. I think just to make her suffer. Ugh. I think that's what it was. Because the demon is very much like more, worse, yeah. harder, darker, you know, like more Faster, evil, more better. painful. Yeah, fucking Daft Punk up in here. 
or Kanye West, whichever you prefer. Yes, whoever you'd like. Also, um, um, I will say this. I will mm-hmm. give credit where credit is due. Please. The guts coming out was particularly good. It was cool. It was cool. It's a shot of his legs and her legs. Yeah. You know, just like a, a low shot, and it's just like a stream of blood and guts coming yeah. out. Yeah, it's great. Cool shot. We'll give it to you. Cool. And and then I wrote, where are the neighbors? He's killed like six people from this Has, building. Like, again, where are the neighbors? Where is where is this town? Where are Dude. the cops? Who? Where? What is going where? on here? What? Okay. Why? So Boob's demon emerges from the dark. <laughs> She's holding a whip. And while whipping him, she says, you've always been my fave because you're calm like a puppy. And he's looking at her wide-eyed as she's whipping him, but he doesn't flinch. So she says, don't look at me like that. (laughs) (laughs) Which I feel like we should just explain real quick because we've done this in a previous episode. But this is from the fucking, um, I believe it's Monster. Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga, Monster, where she's like, don't look at me like that. Don't look at me like that. That boy Uh, is a monster great song. yeah this guy is a fucking monster oh totally this is this should be the fucking theme song of this movie yeah. um he ate my heart oh, totally he ate my- holy <laughs> Dude, shit oh my on. god he <laughs> ate, ate my heart out okay <laughs> so so she's like don't look at me like that and she says without me you're nothing Cool. Okay, great. And then we cut to Curly Boxer on his white couch. I believe it is bloodless at this point. And he's jerking off to the woman he gutted before. She's still hanging from a rope. But like, okay. jerking off. Yes. Like he was, like that I know, was. No, he pulls his hand out and you're like, I can tell that your dick is hard under there. Yeah. I, that yeah. shocked like, me. You, this uh, method acting again? Like, uh, what are we doing here? Can you imagine? <laughs> Can you imagine? Okay, so I know this dude directed it, uh, stars in it, but like, what is his director of photography or like the cinematographer being like, so you want to do what? So wait, 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 wait. So you want to, you want to pull your dick? Okay, wait. Are you sure? Like, we can just mime this, dude. Yeah, like, we can just fine. we can get a fake dick and like you can, or yeah. we can just do like from the from the chest up and yeah. it looks like or, your you hand know, is doing maybe it. Maybe we just or cut the scene entirely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh no! Okay. Yeah, okay. I, I was like, whoa, that's a hard wow. dick. <laughs> that's his. That's his hard. You don't see it. I mean, you see it no. throughout the movie at this point, but you're like. That dick is hard under those those tidy whities Yeah. Okay, cut to another place in space and time. We now get a slow close-up of Curly Beardo Boxer, and we hear a sound in the back that I thought was peeing. But what is, in fact, a sizzling hand in a pan. Right. A very quick glimpse of it, yeah. so you're like, okay. Oh, no. So he is cooking a hand, I assume, to eat. So here we are, everybody. <laughs> I mean, he okay. did munch on an ear, and that's all cartilage, so. So, <sighs> we're almost there. Okay, so Curly Boxer does push-ups, and the push-ups seem difficult for him. But then, we cut to Curly Beardo Boxer covered in blood doing, like, plentiful push-ups. And they, yeah. he's, like, he's nailing these push-ups. So, I thought here, are you giving us, like, a Halloween kills scenario where it's, like, the more he kills, the more he transcends? Do you remember that from Halloween Kills? So, I think I think that is the similar vibe because 
in this montage of push-ups, we also get all these clips of murdered women and women tortured and all this stuff. Yes. And so we see him progressively, quote unquote, getting, getting stronger. stronger. Yeah. Yes. So, okay, let's just quick. Should I? Okay, well, let's just fucking do it. Okay. So we see a woman, rope bondage style, tied up on his bloody couch with a plastic bag over her head, dead. We see a woman on the floor by the bloody couch with a a saw in her stomach, dead. We see a woman tied up with her face beaten to a pulp, dead. And all throughout all of this, all you hear are women crying, suffering. It's like the wails of these murdered women. Thank goodness you don't actually see the attack. You hear like sawing. And gurgling and blood and blops and Basically like the sound of the actual attack and murder, but you don't like see it in motion. You just see like the aftermath. Yeah. Okay, so you get the idea. They're all dead. Dead and horrible. What would you spree spree killing? What do you call uh, it? Uh, Not wilding out. What is no, it? No, no, no. It's called uh, berserking. Berser. Yes. Okay. There we go. So cut to post the big fight. The, like the big fight that the bald boxer has been training for throughout the movie. Remember runs, push-ups, punching bag, boxing training, whatever. It we're after that, like right after. Yeah. Creepy manager is there talking to bald boxer and he says, "You're a loser. Forget it. The deal is off." So bald boxer has lost. And then we see that the bald boxer is lying nearby on a workout bench with a bloody towel on his head. And this bloody towel is dripping onto the floor and has been that same bloody towel that we've been seeing throughout the movie where we're like, what's this? What? Where is that? And it's the same sound. Also, he is uh-huh. bleeding so much. Take him to a doctor. And it's also, I think, worth mentioning that the injury is on the right side of his head. I believe that's the same spot that he was, you know, very <laughs> gently bashing his head into the wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when he be, when he has his um murder aneurysms, as you so yes, well put yes. them, <laughs> the fist goes up to that side of his head. Yes, yes. So it seems to be stemming from this like right side of his from head, this basically. Head injury, which is often what happens Hello. to serial killers. Although they have to be little kids, but it's fine. That's what I thought too. It's a kid thing, but sure, (laughs) whatever. But sure, why not? We'll take it. So again, we see this bloody towel. So we're like, okay, this is where this has been. And then the creepy manager says, that guy took you out in the first round. I'm no longer your manager. We're through. And then bald boxer says, but you said I could be a champion. Whatever, dude. Yeah, when? Get over it. Yeah. My mom, I'm not a champion. Do something else. dick. Yeah. Okay, here we go. So, we cut to a woman tied up intricately in bed face down. The rope work is very, very cool. I will say that about this sequence. Always. Near her face, we see Curly Beardo Boxer. He's naked. He's covered in blood. He's got his mirror knife in his hand. He gouges out her eye. He eats it. Of course. And then he fucks her eye socket. I, I, okay. Obviously, the title of this film is Miseral. We're meant to feel this deep within us. Okay, you've got your point across, my dude. Did we need to see an up-close shot of this woman's eye socket and the head of the penis? Your actual penis. Not just once, 
several times, inching closer to the socket that you're going to fuck. And then we see from behind him, like, holding her head, and I'm sorry to use this term, skull-fucking her. Mm -hmm. But, God bless it, continue. Oh, thank God for this next moment, because I was honestly like, sabes que... Demasiado. I don't like it, and I do not need this. So he's done. You know, he's done. He pulls out, and then he pulls out her mouth gag that she's uh, that that she's got in her mouth, and this woman takes this opportunity to fucking chomp on his dick. She bites his dick off, and I said yes. Yes. Thank. God. Yes. Oh my God. Yes, and then girl. We see Chomp him. that yes, girl. dick off. Chomp it off. And we see him holding his bloody crotch as this poor woman spits his gross cock out onto the floor. Yes. Ugh. Okay, this scene is over. Ugh. And now we cut to a post-fight bald boxer. His head is all bandaged. He's bruised. And he's just like walking along the street, you know, having a lovely afternoon. <laughs> but then he begins to he begins to start to have flashbacks of the fight that he lost. Horrible punching. The same. It's the such same bad dude. punching. Listen. Uh, so. <laughs> I just want people to be committed, Jonathan. I, I hear just you. want people to do their fucking job. If you're going to make me sit here and watch a woman get skull fucked, you're going to have to fucking punch that dude in the face, bro. I am livid with this. I film. can tell. I can tell. And uh, I think it I think it deserves it. It deserves your anger. Thank you. Uh, so so we see so throughout the movie, you know, earlier I mentioned that he had a vision of like a sweaty man. Mm. This was his opponent that we've yeah. seen throughout the movie. So we see that in this flashback that bald boxer is getting, he's getting repeatedly punched in the head in that same spot. Yeah. That right spot on his on his head until it's just like a still shot of that white champion glove to his head Pressed and there's just against. blood spraying out. Yeah. But then the bald boxer's like bandaged head as he's just, you know, taking his stroll and having this like this this flashback, the bandage starts to turn red because his head is starting to like bleed profusely having these flash these flashbacks. Yeah. And it was at this point that I was like, oh, was this murder spree brought on by a head injury. Mm-hmm. I genuinely was like, maybe this is what it was. Because after this flashback, he seems to be changed. He seems yeah. different. So here we officially begin to understand that the bald boxer is the beginning. Yes. Then we have hair boxer, that's the middle. And then we have hair and beard boxer, and we're at the end. Yes. Okay, so we're at home with Curly Beardo Boxer. He takes a huge bone and he hammers nails into this bone. A human bone, BT dubs. A human bone. It's like a femur. It's like a, it's a knee a knee socket. It's, it's something. Big it's big at the head. Yeah, big. it's big at the head. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So, okay, so again, we see Curly Beardo Boxer covered in blood in broad daylight, and he's stalking that guy that, again, we see leaving his apartment. And with his bone, nail, big head hammer, he follows this man into a dark building. So we realize here, this man that he has been stalking is the champion boxer who beat him before. Yeah. 
So he finds this guy and he hammers him right in the gut and begins to pull out his intestines. And again, we're like, this was the same shot that we saw right at the top under the title under of the, the film. Title card, yeah. So champion boxer falls to his knees dead, kneeling before Oof. curly beardo boxer. Yeah. And again, I thought, Lots okay, sore loser. Like you got what you wanted. He yeah. lost. He's dead. He's kneeling before you. Yeah. Get over it. So he then goes to the champion boxer's locker and he steals the white champion gloves and then for some reason begins to barf blood. I don't quite understand the, the blood barfing. I wrote, it's probably because you're eating People rotten get... ears and fucking arms and shit. That's why you're barfing, oh. you fucking dickhole. I'll take that. I will absolutely take that. Yeah. Who knows how it would fuck you up. You're just full of <laughs> rotten meat. Oh, yeah. God. Okay. Rotten human meat. Rotten human meat. Okay. So now we cut to Curly Beardo Boxer. He's sitting on his bloody ass couch. Boobs demon emerges from the dark with her whip, and she says, So you think you can beat me? Show me your fists. And we see that he is wearing the white champion gloves. He stands up, so they are face to face. We get the title of our movie again, scrolling by in red, Fiend. Okay, did you hear that fucking, like, We Are the Champions music at the end here, where it's like, dun, 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 dun. Like, no. No, no, no. I will. No. I, you do not earn this champion music. I Absolutely literally not. was like, so this was also he could beat the lady? And then, okay, dot, dot, dot. Okay. I don't know. Here we are at the end. Anyway, we did it. Let's get into some trivia. You did it. Congratulations. You oh did a great God. job. Thanks, thanks. Okay, well, I will begin my trivia talking about Anatoly Onoprienko, which is the quote that we get at the very beginning of the movie. And that should have told us everything <laughs> that we if were If only into. I had looked it up when I yeah. first was like, where did this come from? I was like, I don't know, a Russian poet of some sort? No. I looked no, it no. up immediately and was like, great. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. So, Anatoly Yuryovich Onoprienko was a Soviet mm. Ukrainian serial mass murderer. He was also known by the nicknames The Beast of Ukraine, The Terminator, and Citizen O. This is from Wikipedia, by the way. After police arrested the 36-year-old former forestry student on April 16, 1996, Onoprienko confessed to killing 52 people. Oh, no. Yeah. I'm not going to give you the whole jam on him. He was a piece of shit, obviously. But he would burglarize people's homes and basically kill families. That was his deal. It says here, his modus operandi, operandi consisted of choosing an isolated house and gaining the attention of the occupants by creating a commotion. He would then kill all the occupants, starting with the adult male, before going to find and kill the spouse and finally the children. Oh he would my then, God. I know. He would then usually set the buildings alight in attempt to cover his evidence. He would also kill any potential witnesses to cross his path during his murderous rampages. After he was caught, he escaped the death penalty and was sentenced to life imprisonment, and he died of a heart attack in the prison of Zitomir on August 27th, 2013, at the age of 54. Bye. Bye, bitch. 
no one likes you. There's space in hell for you, sir. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there is space in hell for you. So I got this quote from an article in horrornewsnetwork.net, and I was like, this this makes sense to me. I appreciate mm-hmm. this sentiment. It's by Lynn Sorrell. The title of the article is Visceral Between the Ropes of Madness Review. And she says, I enjoy torture porn if it has a good story, but this film doesn't really have the story together. Much of it is a bondage demon torturing a guy into committing disgusting acts of violence. It's not that it doesn't have a story, but more so that I did not find it believable and the focus was clearly more on making the gore realistic. The acting itself was a stronger point and Felipe Eluti is horrifying as the boxer. While other gore fans may like Visceral and probably should check it out, I did not find myself enjoying the film. Good art of any kind makes you feel, and while this film definitely does that, not all horror fans will like the way they feel after watching it. And I thought that was like a very good, succinct way of describing how I felt because it's true. So I found an article that interviews Felipe Luti and it's from El Primo... (laughs) El primo de Ridley Scott is the name of the white of the of the White House. What of the website? Why did I say White House? Weird. El primo de Ridley Scott.com.es, which means España. It says here Felipe Eluti was born in Victoria, which is in the south of Chile, and he went to Santiago to study cinema, which is very cool. So they ask him, "What have been your cinematog?" <laughs> Oh, no. Here we go again. (laughs) Cinematographic. (laughs) What have been your cinematographic references? Uh, Your direct, your direct cinema, your direct cinematographic (laughs) references. And he says, Jorg Butgerait. Uh, The first time Mm -hmm. he saw Necromantic, that's when he decided to make movies. Shinya Tsukamoto impacts him. Like, he likes the way that he films and uh, and other directors he really likes are David Cronenberg, David Lynch, George Romero, John Carpenter, and Kubrick. Mm -hmm. So he says the process of creating and filming this movie, he had a a very small budget, and so it was very chaotic. Uh, The film was made in two years, and a lot of people abandoned the project, but we always had the three original people in charge, which were Cristobal Rivera Dois, who was the executive producer, the sound designer, and he was in charge of the bondage. Ah. So Cristobal Rivera Dois is the one that did the rope work. Nice work, Cristobal. Good job. Tomas Smith, who was the director of photography, and me, Felipe Eluti, as the script, the direction, and that. So the article asks, do you agree with the term that your film is considered torture porn? And he says, Felipe says, no, la verdad, nosotros definimos la película como bondage gore. And so I was like, oh, interesting. I wonder what other films are bondage gore. And I googled bondage gore and the only thing I saw was porn. So, oh, okay. <laughs> All right. I thought you were going to say the only thing I saw was this movie. No, no, no. It was so much 
hardcore porn. Oh, wow. So okay. my Google search is now completely. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's just FBI. Ruined. If you're looking in, <laughs> enjoy because that's uh, that's what I got. So I wanted, I was very curious. I don't, not to be incredibly personal here on the pod, but BDSM and that kind of like extremely kinky sex isn't my jam. Mm -hmm. I am a true Taurus in that I like comfort and uh, (laughs) sweetness. And and so that kind of stuff has never really like intrigued me. I know a lot of people that are in the BDSM, like dominatrix world. Um, Mm -hmm. So I know very little, but enough. Mm -hmm. And I figured this is a chance to learn more. So let's all find out about bondage or BDSM. So the bondage part of BDSM is actually a subculture of BDSM. It is the practice of consensually tying, binding, or restraining a partner for erotic, aesthetic, or somatosensory stimulation. A partner may be physically restrained in a variety of ways, including the use of rope, cuffs, bondage tape, or self-adhering bandage. Bondage itself does not necessarily imply sadomasochism, mm. BT dubs. Bondage may be used as an end in itself, as in the case of rope bondage or breast bondage. It may also be used as a part of sex or in conjunction with other BDSM activities. The letter B in the acronym BDSM comes from the word bondage. So that's, mm-hmm. there you go. Sexuality and erotica are an important aspect in bondage, but are often not the end itself. Aesthetics also play an important part in the role of bondage. So there are there's a large diversity of forms of bondage, and here are a few that you may be interested in. Ah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> We have bondage for a purpose, and this form of bondage is best known in BDSM and denotes restraining the passive partner for an ulterior purpose, such as making them more accessible for a spanking session. Uh, Bondage for its own sake is not considered in this category. Mm. Mm -hmm. Decorative bondage is the restrained partner is bound for decorative purposes to be used Mm. as an aesthetic object, for example, erotic photography or a form of human furniture in a BDSM party. Wow. We have torture bondage, which um, in this form of bondage, the restrained partner is purposefully bound in an uncomfortable or painful position, for example, as a punishment in connection of a dominant slash submissive sexual play, which I think this comes in with like uh, dominatrix um, stuff. Stuff? <laughs> <laughs> We also have film bondage, meditative bondage, and metal bondage. (gasps) Sounds cold. Yes, very cold. Now, I, of course, was like, okay, but what's the deal with rope bondage, Mm -hmm. which is what we had in this film? Rope bondage, also referred to as rope play, kimbaku, shibari, or fessel spieli, is bondage involving the use of rope to restrict movement, 
wrap, suspend, or restrain a person as part of BDSM activities. Japanese bondage is the most publicly visible style of rope bondage. An alternative style called Western bondage is about achieving restraint. The Japanese style is more concerned with the artistry of the process. Mm -hmm. So I was like, this seems like what we were looking at. Yeah. Because it's very intricate and artistic. Beautiful. So Mm -hmm. I googled uh, Japanese bondage and Wikipedia says that kimbaku means tight binding while kimbaku b literally means the beauty of tight binding. Mm. Kimbaku is a Japanese style of bondage or BDSM which involves tying a person up using simple yet visually intricate patterns usually with several pieces of thin rope often jute hemp or linen generally around six millimeters in diameter in japanese this natural fiber rope is known as asanawa the illusion is the use of hemp rope for restraining prisoners as a symbol of power in the same way that stocks or manacles are used in western bdsm context wow the word shibari came into common use in the west at some point in the 1990s to describe the bondage art kimbaku shibari is a japanese word that broadly means binding or tying in most contexts but is used in bdsm to refer to this style of deck decorative bondage Mm -hmm. there's a lot of like vocabulary that goes along with it which also is tied to like the patterns that you have in kimbaku wow for example you have single wrist binding both wrist binding handcuff binding prisoner handcuff binding hands behind the back binding high hands behind the back hands behind the head Tasuki, which is the um, t- being tied with a kimono string, wow. crotch rope tie, Ooh. turtle binding, upright standing binding, cross leg binding, shrimp binding, reverse shrimp binding, standing partial suspension, one foot lifted partial partial suspension, and so on and so forth. Mm. So. There's a huge artistry to it. Mm-hmm. There's different levels of mastery to it. And there's like titles that go along with that. I mean, in general, BDSM is such a like the rule. It's very much there are rules there. There you that you must safe words. follow safe words. There's safety, mm-hmm. everything. It's meant for pleasure, for aesthetic, for beauty. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's a nice thing. People want to do stuff. Just don't do it to hurt other people yeah and uh my last piece of trivia is felipe was one of the men in the bar in the film trauma damn it i wanted to tell you that's <laughs> so bad shit sorry <laughs> so these dude. movies are linked these, these movies, movies are, linked. are linked they live in the same universe marvel universe and and trauma, trauma and visceral uh listen after that dude was in the bar. He was like, I'm inspired by these events in trauma. No, I'm this go. came first. Oh, yeah, this came this first. This came first. Yeah, so after his murders, he was like, I feel like just going to the countryside to have a nice beer in a creepy <laughs> old bar. <laughs> All right. And yeah, nice, that's the end of my trivia. Nice job. Okay, you covered most of the stuff uh, that I had on my trivia thing. Let's see if I can add anything. So I also found that article, El, primero, El Primo de, de Ridley Scott. Okay. 
And I just wanted to find out specifically, like, okay, if you're going to make me watch all this brutality and this murder specifically toward women, why? Right. So it says here, From what little we have seen and know about Visceral, it is a film with a very hard and direct theme. What has led you to create this film? To which Felipe responds, More than anything a challenge to see if it is possible to reach levels that I have rarely seen in violent films. And so, another question for Felipe in this article. One of the things that most caught our attention in the film is its violence, raw, direct, without hesitation, very visceral, like the title. Is there something behind it? A story? An end? Or is it pure visual pleasure? Is what this Mm. article asks. (laughs) To which Felipe responds, The truth is more of an aesthetic proposal and the fact of doing something that has no morals or cowardice. It's an independent film for which no one censored us nor set limits on us. So to me, that sounds very much like he was just like, I just wanted to shock you. I just wanted yeah. to push push the boundaries. Sure. I will say that in this article, he did say something interesting. I don't think you mentioned this, but he said uh, that like he basically worked very much by himself with those few partners that you were mentioning. Mm-hmm. But that in Chile, more than 80% of film production is independent, which is wow. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I also looked up rope bondage and specifically was like, I think this is Shibari because I am also not really like into BDSM simply because honestly, I haven't really tried it. So I will not knock it until possibly I have the opportunity to try sure. it. Yeah. Um, but I do follow, I can't remember if it's on Insta or Twitter, but there's a dude who lives in Brazil who does beautiful, I believe, shibari on uh, men and women Mm -hmm. and non-binary, I assume. And it's very, very sexy, Mm -hmm. very erotic, but I'm just like struck by the fact, by the beauty of it, you know? I mean, it's unbelievable not work. (laughs) Like, it's crazy. It is. And like, if you really think about like the amount of time trust uh mm. effort i mean i can't say that i would personally like to be uh, like tied up to a ceiling and like with rope but you know again don't knock it till you try it i don't want my boobs so, like fucking la única cosa que yo me imagino es que siempre las tetas la tienen amarrada y están purple dude those fucking dude, tits are purple yeah. and i really don't want that but or like mira, tying si ropes around gusta, your balls and shit no, I'm like, or your oh. or your neck or que se yo no you no, like not for us, but <laughs> again, like us. haven't tried. Maybe it'd be awesome, but I am not Listen, judging you. Smack do my you. ass all you want. Listen, give me a one hundred percent. One hundred percent all day. But don't fucking like no. Yeah, like uh, once a rope gets pulled out, and you're like, I, I, I don't, don't know. know. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. Again, you know, it's a possibility. Oh, we'll talk about it. Anyway, so. This is what I found about, just to add a little bit to Shibari, aside from what you've mentioned, mm-hmm. is that it draws on... I'm so sorry. This is from um, a Shape.com article, like Shape Magazine. Love called that. What to Know About Shibari, a.k.a. Japanese Rope Bondage by Alex Shea. Cool. Shibari draws on Hojojutsu, a martial art used by the samurai in Japan's Edo period from 1603 to 1868 to restrain, transport, and often torture prisoners with rope or cords, which you mentioned. Mm -hmm. And this is according to Shibari.ph, an online hub for Japanese rope bondage enthusiasts and practitioners. 
So, you know, that's pretty cool. It goes way, way, way back. Yeah. Okay, here we go. So I found this interesting. Western bondage focuses more on tying as a sort of foreplay, an appetizer or means to an end for what comes after the tying, usually sex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. However, with Japanese bondage, each tie carries symbolism, which I believe you already mentioned, and that's what really sets it apart. The process of tying or being tied is the experience with shibari. It's the main course. Lovely. Which I thought, oh, okay. I really... I like that. So this article on shape.com is thorough. Highly recommend checking it out. And that is my trivia for today. Also, way to go, Shape, for being so... Yes, right? That's very very open-minded of them to be like, here's something I'm sure Glamour Magazine isn't talking about every day. (laughs) We're going to cover it on Shape. Yeah. So check it out on shape.com. It's thorough. Lovely. Um, Okay, let's do some questions. How about it? Yes. Jonathan, Mm. were you scared? Yes, because I was scared for people. Yeah. I was scared. What about you? Same. Same feeling. Mm -hmm. I just, yes. And Mm -hmm. uneasy and nauseous. All of those feelings. Mm -hmm. Uh, What was your best scare? I'm going to give this to Boob's Demon coming out of the dark hallway. Her first reveal was very creepy. So... I'll give it to that. How about you? That was also mine. And I'm going to give um, the skull fucking also Ugh. just because it was horrible. That was just horrible. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. It was horrible. Mm-hmm. Who was your favorite character? Boobs Demon 100%. How about you? <laughs> I gave Boobs Demon and also gave a shout out to the mom because I was like, yeah, fuck your fucking kid. That mom being like, you're a piece of shit. I was like, yeah, I've you tell him. I've known since the day you were born, yeah. since you came from my guts, exactly. I knew you were the worst. Yep. Uh, what is your best line? Well, speaking of coming from my guts, um, maldito el día en que saliste de mis entrañas, the mom. That's best line. mine as well. Dude, so <laughs> totally. good. Totally. Um, what was your best death? I'll give it to the whole kind of like slasher movie sequence where that woman and the young man are like impaled with the stake and the other woman tries to run off. It felt very, I could handle it, that part. So I'll give it to that yeah. that sequence. What about you? For me, it was the, um, I think the most mild of them all, which was the, the homeless guy. Uh <laughs> Ooh, which was not mild whatsoever, but sure. Yeah, yeah. I just was like, okay, he broke his knees, he pulled out a tooth, and the gargling of the blood is the part that really is very, quote, unquote, visceral to me. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I'll give it to that. Sure. Did you learn anything from this film? No. Did you? I learned that bondage is very beautiful, actually. Nice. That there's some uh, genuine craftsmanship that needs to go along with that. Like, I was I was genuinely surprised that this a film like this gave me such an insight on something that I genuinely didn't know a lot about. So, yeah. Yeah. At least one thing. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and uh, finally, how many ooys do you give this film? I'll give this movie half an ooey, and I'll give that to Boobs Demon's cool angular performance and the beautiful, intricate rope bondage shibari work that I can't remember the man's name, but you mentioned him Cristobal. earlier. Cristobal. that he did. I thought that was awesome. I'll give it credit for like cool shots, pretty cool gore effects, but this is not my cup of tea. So a half an ooey. How about you? I gave it one. Cool. Because Great. same same thing. 
same, all of that. But man, those women really need to trust the people around them in that mm. set. Hopefully they had good experiences. I couldn't find anything. I hope that they felt safe and all of that. But I thought the goop and the gore, like the guts coming out, I thought that was really good. The blood stuff was really good. That impaling scene was pretty great. If we hadn't been surrounded by horrible violence against women, having him eat that ear from the fridge, probably I would have been fine with that if yeah. if it wasn't surrounded by all this horrible shit. Because mm-hmm. uh, we've seen that before. Look at fucking totally. Texas Chainsaw. Like, like We've seen you it. Know, it's, it just felt like, okay, it. now you're just pushing it. You're pushing exactly. it. It's too much now. Yeah. yeah. At least for so, me, that's how it felt. Yeah. I agree. But so the elements of horror that weren't incredibly violent, like just the other stuff, mm-hmm. like this horrible demon woman and like the guts and that shit and the bloody thing and whatever, that all was pretty solid for an independent film. Sure. Just everything else, just the coat that it's wearing is <laughs> fucking horrible, man. Lose the coat. Lose, Lose the, the coat. coat. Um, <laughs> wonderful. Well, we did guys, it. We did let- it. You did it, Johnny. Congratulations. <laughs> I mean, go. you sat here with me through it, so, you know, we did it. <laughs> uh, let's get the fuck out of this bloody apartment and call a fucking cleaner to wipe it Oof. down. And also make a complaint to the police department because, uh, guys, how about maybe a camera in that building? Let's Can talk to the fucking security? building manager here. Yes. Who is your super? C- guys, my sink's <laughs> messed up and also... Neighbor smells really bad. What's the deal? Uh, thank you so much for being here. We're so sorry that you had to go through a very uh, not only disgusting film, but a story of my own that's pretty disgusting. Um, yeah, yeah. We appreciate you sticking through it, knuckling through it. Uh, make <laughs> White sure knuckling through it. <laughs> make sure and subscribe, rate, and review. Follow us on our redes sociales at Uikiorror on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you to Sonoro. You're the best. Follow them at Sonoro Podcast on Instagram and Twitter as well. Hey, send us an email at Uikiorror at gmail.com. And if your mom's mean <laughs> and people don't believe in you and you lose the fight, just. Go see a therapist. Go to, Go see to the a beach. Therapist. Treat yourself to Treat a massage. To a massage. A cup uh, of tea. Watch a nice Make a Pixar friend. film. Oh my oh god. Oh my god. Make a friend. Buy a puppy and take it for a walk. <laughs> like, come on. There's a lot of nice things out there that you can do instead. And yes. if a scary woman with a fucking glory hole for a mouth comes out of that fucking dark closet of yours. <laughs> You tell her, hey, how about you fuck off? And you move. Yeah, and you move. You look fabulous. You're rocking that outfit. But not in here. Not in my space. Thank you. No. Goodbye. Uh, Johnny, you're the only person I want to r- learn about rope bondage with. So. <laughs> Let's go to shibari.ph and learn all about it. Yes. We'll sign up for a workshop. Next, next week, guys, who knows? Maybe oh. I will be wearing a rope corset. Eileen's going to come back and be like, last week I wasn't into BDSM, but let me tell you, things have changed. Things have changed. changed. My (laughs) boobs are totally purple now. (laughs) Hey, Johnny, I fucking love you, dude. I fucking love you, too. And we'll see you guys in la próxima semana. Adios. Adios.
Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.